What three big? What are you talking about? Three big changes. In terms of, in terms of teams and how they're running, um, we got Champions League knockouts coming up. But let's start off with COVID. Um, another outbreak. Um, games being abandoned. Some not. A lot of teams pleading with the the Prem to to push off their games, and the FA saying no. Um, I think that they should have done a big stop. I think they, um, I think they should have been a big pause. I don't think some teams should get a break and some teams shouldn't. I think it's unfair. Either everybody has to continue playing, and if there are some teams, like you said, that uh, can't, um, you said before, can't meet quotas, don't have enough players, people are sick and they can't make it, it's too unsafe, then everyone should just take a break. Because, for example, um, I mean, who took a break? Um, Liverpool canceled the game. I think I think almost every team has at least one game that's been canceled, abandoned, postponed, whatever, whatever you want to call it. I mean, you just you would assume that there's just an unfair advantage at that point, right? Because let's say United can't make it because there's too much COVID, right? But they're playing a team like. Uh, I can't even. I can't even. Anyway, let's say they're, they're playing Burnley. So let's just imagine, right? A theoretical, hypothetical case. Um, United play Burnley, but they cancel the game because United can't make. Well, now Burnley's got a completely healthy team. All their players just get to rest. You know what I mean? And they're going to play against a team who's shredded down to the last couple players, like Chelsea. And Chelsea has to play Burnley, and they're going to lose to Burnley now because they have to play on less players that they've been exhausting over the past couple of games that they can't cancel on and now they're going to lose to, and that that just seems like an unfair advantage. So I think everybody that takes a break or everybody suffers. That's what I think. And everyone's been talking about England finally letting their players in their league just be off for Christmas, New Year's, Boxing Day, whatever they call it, and they don't do it. This would have been the perfect year to do it, but that's, yeah, it, it really that's what I think. Um, just... Like you said, it's would have been the, the smart move, kind of ease ease their way into the new year without having to worry about players getting COVID or, or fans or anyone else. Um, something to look out for, I mean, because, you know, the rest of Europe is on break now. Everyone's, you know, there are players. Real Madrid has a bunch of players that are testing positive. Uh, Barcelona, you know. Across every league, there's a lot of cases coming out positive for these players, but they have off, so they have time to relax and sit and not have to worry about spreading it to teammates, opposition, etc. Sure. Um, but um, it does look like it's it's gonna it's gonna be kind of pushing away the rest of the variants and making it less of a problem. So. Down the line, it, it seems that we'll have to worry less about it, and hopefully, 
things can run normally and we'll have football and everything else back to normal. Yeah, I heard Omicron is slowing down anyway, but I mean... I don't know where you hear that from. I heard it was... Cases in New York just spiked like crazy and it's not even at the peak yet. Oh, jeez. Okay, so then never mind. Uh, Omicron's not slowing down. It's speeding up and everybody uh, batting the hatches. Um, but yeah, it's not as deadly, so... It's more contagious, but not as 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 bad. So, yeah, you shouldn't be too much worried about. But um, on to the new year. Um, this is kind of the, the pivotal moment for for all the leagues. Um, this is the halfway point. Yeah, this is the the halfway point. Um, <coughs> might have COVID myself. Um, but yeah, there's, there's a lot to look at in terms of the the top four race, uh, maybe even the top six race, the relegation battle, um, and a lot changing in, in the top six, specifically at the, uh, worst off of the three, which is United Mm -hmm. and Tottenham, um, but things are looking brighter for them. Um, Ranić has taken over at... Ralph Ranić is taking over at Manchester United, and it's slow. It's it's taking its time. Um, Again, he's only been there for like a month. Yeah, but but it'll it'll show. I think after the new year, um, they'll they'll have the time to have been working together long enough to to figure out all the you know the different um, fill in the cracks. Yeah, pretty much. There you go. Um, something else I was looking for, I can remember. Um, but it's it's not so much like a, a coaching change. It's more of like an entire corporation change. You know, he, he came, in, came in, he's like poaching coaches from all over the world to come in and work with him. Uh, he's got sports psychologists on the bench with him. He's got doctors on the bench with him. He's got, um, you know... The new sporting directors coming in and out. Um, it's just a totally different. What other teams has he turned around? United. It's not even. It's not even like just oh, you know, we're changing the strategy, the tactics. What other um, teams has he turned around? You know, Ralph Ranić is pretty much the mastermind of. Uh, I wouldn't say German football, but. You know the the RB Leipzig, Liverpool, Dortmund. Uh, Salzburg, now Chelsea as well, style of football. That was all him? All him. Um, well, as he the, was at all those teams, or his, his, his two goals is due to him? ideas and his, the way he runs a club and the way he runs a team and the tactics that he instills in a team and all that stuff, the mentality is all him. You know, he's the godfather of the Gagan press. I guess you could say. Hmm. He's a teacher to Klopp. He's a teacher to Tuchel. He's the person who made Leipzig what they are today. He's the person who made Salzburg what they're going to be and pretty much are in Austria, this powerhouse of a club. Um, so he's doing the same thing, um, but now it's it's the mastermind taking the reins at United, which is terrifying for the rest of the league. Um, the Glazers are definitely going to give him enough money to bring in better players in, in January. They're going to move out a, a 
good handful of players and, you know, the Deadwood. Hmm. It's just going to be, you know, I think it's going to be 25. It's going to be, you know, a, a team comparable to City where it's just 25 guys who are all starters and you really have to, like, battle for a spot. Um, but it's not so much as a change like Spurs have with Conte where it's this completely tactical change it's um, you know it's just a coaching change the way he handles his players the way he he sets them up yeah know, he doesn't build like an... yeah it's he's not he's not rebuilding the entire identity of the club like mm-hmm. Magic is um, but it's looking exciting you know he's he's got the back three and the wing backs um, you know already a, a, a staple in their side they're scoring. They're playing high pressing. I'm a little worried though. Football. I'm a little worried though. And especially at the new year, it's it's a good it's a good omen. Um, on the uh, the lowdown, I was gonna say the down low, lowdown. They're back low. What are the, they're doing a bunch of mid season things, right? Uh, best player of the mid middle of the season, signing disappointing signing manager whatever. And uh, they gave her the chance to say who she thinks is going to be bottom three and top four. <laughs> she went, uh, what was her top four? She went City, Liverpool, Chelsea. And then she said, she said Tottenham. And went, oh no, she's usually wrong. That's such a bad call. I wish she didn't say I wish she didn't say that, which is, I don't I don't see how she sees that. Now, I know Tottenham are doing really, really well, and she believes it's all because of Harry Kane and his scoring again, but... Yeah, I, don't, I don't like that, that things are necessarily being pinned on Kane and his ability to score. It very it's much crazy. is a team effort. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, That's just what it's, she it's said. Good. There's, a, there's a lot of high-speed attacking... Football being played, high press. They're they're getting everybody on the back foot. Um, mm-hmm. It, just, it looks really good, especially against Liverpool the other day. Um, oh sure. Just high. It was a high quality match itself, but it was really good from from Spurs' uh, point of view. Oh, did you hear Klopp after that game? I I don't want to hear anything Klopp has to say. He's such a child. He's sore. He's such loser. a sore loser. Um, so, I mean, like... There's always an excuse with him after these games, and it's like... I have nothing against referees, just against uh, you. Yeah. Is that what he said? Oh, he said something like that, I think, about the ref. Whoever the ref... I forgot who the ref no, was. The, the, the pitch was too wet. The air was too windy. Like, you know, prepare for those conditions then, you know. Prepare with a uh, train in, in rainy weather. Train yeah. When it's train and stoke, dipshit. Really? Um, but the third and final big change, at least in form, not in, in managerial positions, is uh, Arsenal's Arteta Arteta. So good. It's uh, unbelievable to watch. It's you know classic Arsenal team build-up goals, um, you know, a solid defensive back. Um, Aaron Ramsdale is an unbelievable goalkeeper. So good in goal. Um, and I am happy to 
shove it in all of the people who. I like, think that I think that was Re- Rebecca Lowe's. I think that's what Rebecca Lowe's signing of the season was. Aaron Ramsdale. Mm-hmm. So I I could agree with that. I think uh, I think I would pick. However, I'd pick uh, Tommy Asu over Aaron Ramsdale. Uh, as a who's where is he? Where is this guy? Back. He's at Arsenal. New right back. Uh-huh. He is just he's been unbelievable defensively, uh, offensively. He's. He's the powerhouse. Uh, he was, I think, he was a center back in Italy. For I that'll say, do it. That's well, all you need in your resume. Really, that's all. That's all you need. He, he learned the trade. Um, How do you know you can defend an Arsenal? I defended in Italy. He, but okay. Not only, not only did he defend in Italy, he defended in Italy against Ronaldo. Shut him down on you know multiple occasions. Uh-huh. He was. He's just unbelievable. I th- and that was you know my first thought when Arsenal picked him up. In, in the summer, I was like, how? You know, the same thing with Palace picking up Edouard from Celtic. You know, I wasn't as shocked because, you know, Edouard is kind of like an above-average scorer, but Tomiyasu is like an unbelievable defender, and I didn't know he could, you know, maraud up and down the pitch like that, huh. and, and he could provide for the attack in the way he's been doing. Um, so, yeah, it's unbelievable. Um, especially at the turn of the new year, these three teams are, are teams to look forward to uh, to see how they do. Oh, um, especially the next London Derby is going to be, North London oh, Derby is going to be amazing. Yeah. I think that might be one of the matches this season. It's going to be great. You know, even even like Arsenal United is going to be a great game to, to look out for in the second half of this season. Um, you know, any of the London Derbies, Arsenal, Chelsea, Spurs, Chelsea, um, you know, any of the big six matches, it's... They're it's, usually good. They'll be really good. It's going to be great. It's going to be great at the second half. Things are starting to turn out <laughs> for everyone. Um, but of the three, if you are a new player... Not a new player. If you're a young, talented man at the ripe age of 20 or 21, you get a contract offer from each of these three. Same money. Obviously, going to make them even. Same offers. You know, starting positions, same amount of salary, even though that wouldn't necessarily be the case. Of course, because Man United can spend much more money than everybody else. Although, is that true? Yes. 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 That's true. The amount the Glazers have been holding in their back pocket in the time building up to the pandemic, it's uh, quite clear they have a lot more firepower than everyone else. But who are you picking? Um, If I'm a young player... Starting, what's my position? Doesn't matter. Of course it matters. Well, what do you usually, you play usually striker. So you're playing as a number nine, a front man. If I gotta choose between, well, so here's the thing. I mean, as a Spurs fan, I'd love to go to Spurs, right? We're talking about Spurs United and Arsenal, right? Yeah. Okay. So obviously, as a Spurs fan, I'd love to go to Spurs, but as a professional who needs to make, as a professional needs to make some sort of living and wants to make a career for myself, and as awful as this would sound to my Spursy soul, mm. the biggest opening for me is an Arsenal. Why would it be the biggest opening? Why would it be the biggest opening? Yeah, because they have an issue with their star striker. They have an no, issue with the bombing, no. and my position would be so mwah, perfect in there. And 
they're building up well, he's guess. building up this beautiful way of playing mm-hmm. and it we should last good Martinelli has been good Saka has been good look the the scenario is I'm I'm Probably a striker the, the scenario is I'm a striker being offered the same money each of these teams who do I go to now I know I'm starting okay. but who do I go to now at United I have to I have to compete against Ronaldo, uh, Rashford, uh, Sancho. Uh, who else? There's like three more guys who can score goals Cavani. like that. Cavani. Come on, I'm competing against a bunch of guys to make sure I can keep my spot. Okay. At Tottenham. Well, you're competing in any At Tottenham, place. I, don't at Tottenham think, I, think, I don't think it would immediately be a. At Tottenham, maybe I'd go to. Because I think they would just play me like next to Son and in front of Kane. I think that would be sick. But then again, I have to compete with those kinds of guys. And I think the four, I think the goal scorers on Tottenham are better than the goal scorers on Arsenal. Mm. That's what I think. So I think Arsenal. As just as for my, uh, okay. for my, you development. know. Development. Yeah, yeah, I would agree. I, would I think agree. It's, oh, but yeah. where you don't play striker as a, as a midfielder. Player, I mean, why you would want to play a high press? You know, more sit back, absorb pressure, and and then blast through them like Spurs, or you know, constantly be on the attack like United. I'd rather you know be playing this ticky taka, this beautiful possession football, passing it around, you know, dominating the midfield. Um, like you said, in terms of youth development, I think Arsenal is the place to be in the Premier League. I think any any young, technically gifted players should be looking at Arsenal now as, mm-hmm. as their destination. Because it's, you know, yeah. in terms of technical ability, that's probably where you're going to develop the most. In terms of mentality and and things like that, Probably, you know, your your uh, physical ability, United, is a great place to be, and so it's Spurs, but... <laughs> no, Arsenal is really building up. In, in case we sound a little distracted, people show that we're watching United Burnley right we now. We are watching United Burnley as we speak. Um, and just, so pe- I don't know if people know this guy, like Stevens, just came on for Cork. Guy Stevens looks like an owl on Burnley. You know what I'm talking about? The guy just came on? You see him? He looks like an owl. He's got like a, his Who? nose looks like a beak. Who? Stevens, number fourteen. Stevens. An owl joke. What? Oh, you joke. said hoo hoo. Yes, yes. It's good stick. Did you want to hear ESPN's uh, manager, player signing, and most disappointing signing of the midseason so far? Um, much like Jurgen Klopp, I don't want to hear anything ESPN has to say in general. And what much like say? I did before, I'll tell you anyway. Fair enough. So, who do you think their manager? I want to see what you guess because I want to see who yours are, and then we'll compare them. Who do you think the manager of the season is? <clears throat> of the midseason, in what the Premier League? Prem. In the Premier League, it's. Oh, that was a poor clearance one, Bazaka. If I had to guess, someone got that back. ESPN's manager of the season thus far. It's actually the same as Rebecca Lowe's, so. It's probably Pep. Mm-mm. It's not Pep. Mm-mm. Well, that's crazy. Dave Moyes. Okay, no, that that's fair. That's a, that's a bad call. Not a bad call. Yeah. Uh, player of the season. Thus far, their player of the season is probably... 
It's going to be so bad if you guess all four of these wrong. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm trying to think like ESPN usually does. Um, but I guess I have to think more out of the box in terms of ESPN. Uh, let's see, let's see. Because much like the MLS, they're picking up. ESPN's player of the season so far is... Part of me wants to say Ronaldo because he's been just unbelievable. Um, and part of you wants to say... Part of me just thinks that's not the correct answer. Well, if it wasn't the correct answer, who would you even think of? It sounds like it's not the correct answer. I don't know. Could be, could not be. It just doesn't seem like you have anybody else. It's just Ronaldo. Um, I have no idea. I'm going to go Ronaldo. Mo Salah. Okay, that's... Yep. Smack in the face, like pretty obvious uh-huh uh, who do you think their signing of the season is oh ramsdale no and it's uh, not it's what's not your guy's name tomiyasu <laughs> i don't even know how to say this guy's name honestly probably portuguese i don't know who this guy is um i don't know jose sa jose sa is their signing of the season so far I don't even know who Jose Sai is. Who's this Jose Sai? I guess. I mean... Who does he play for? Wolves Leeds? goalkeeper. It's the Wolves goalkeeper? But I don't know if that's even like a valid call. It doesn't even... They're not doing all that well unless he's the one... He's probably the one keeping them up. Wolverhampton... <laughs> the city in England. The, the city. Pardon me. Yeah, I mean, they're eighth in the Prem... He's done a good job. How many goals against? Uh, it wasn't terrible. 14. They've been he's actually... I'm honestly surprised that they're in eighth. I hold on a second. His goals against quiet. are 14. He's got the... He's got some of the best stats. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Um, most disappointing signing. Most disappointing signing? Probably Sancho. Yeah, there you go. Jaden Sancho. Although, I don't know. Give it the new year. It is, it is of the season so far. Um, yeah, so with the with the changes in terms of positivity, there there are negative changes going on. Um, Liverpool slowing down. Can they can they keep up what they've been doing? Um, oh wow, what a wild shot, McTominay. Just Funny, last week we were talking about, I was telling, this week I was telling you how Barca should make some money if they're planning on getting rid of De Jong and giving him to United. United, and you said no, they do need somebody else, and it's not like uh, McTominay is the answer, and he's the guy who, what, scored a goal, scored the first assisted one. Ronaldo, and really just tested Burnley's goalkeeper. Well, the assist for Ronaldo was a, a, another one of these belters hit the bar. Oh, and then came down for an all. Well, then there you go. Scott McTominay might actually be your answer. Maybe he's our he's our skulls, and it's not Bruno. Um, wait, do you think Liverpool can keep it up, or do you think this is <coughs> the time where it starts to kind of deflate for them, especially with all the competitions, with COVID, with injuries, um, and with you know everyone else picking up speed? 
I, th- I think it's uh, I personally uh, that's why I, I don't I, I mean it's gonna slow down for them I feel like this is a question last year also right the question last year was will they win the Champions League again I mean will they win um, uh, the yeah. Premier League they slowed down they won the year before they were really really good right. I don't I don't know I man think the difference this year is that it's not just a two horse race and they have all those other competitions it's, as well. It's close to a... Is it close to a two-horse race? Or it's is a it... one-horse race right now. You said they are, uh, what, eight points eight ahead? Eight points ahead because Chelsea are dropping. By the way, are they going to... Uh, what's this it's rumor? They're sacking Tuchel. What is this rumor I'm hearing? I didn't hear about that. No, yeah. That's nonsense. Absolute nonsense. Uh, uh, Lukaku is not happy at how things are moving Lukaku on over there. Lukaku did just announce that he's he wants to go back to Inter and he's not happy with the way it, it panned out in terms of how he uh-huh. left. Not necessarily that he doesn't like being at Chelsea, but he didn't like how it how it all kind of ended. Yeah. Um, yeah, I was honestly I was pretty shocked when Lukaku went to Chelsea in the first place because. He was doing well at Inter. They loved him. He loved it there. Um, there wasn't really a draw to come to Chelsea. Yeah, why did he go to Chelsea? Um, and I think a lot of the talk was to prove his his worth in the Prem again. Even though he's done it time and time again, he doesn't need to go Seriously, back to Chelsea. Seriously, on Everton and United, he did fantastic. He was great at Everton. He was good at United um, until things went to shit. But that's just because things went to shit and it was Mourinho's third year. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, I don't. So know. do I think he was Liverpool at Chelsea? So he got sold to Everton. I don't think. I don't. Yeah, it just doesn't make sense. It doesn't to make me. any sense. But will will Liverpool keep it up? I mean, they'll definitely stay top four. Oh, for sure. And the chances of them uh, staying uh, finishing in second. Actually, honestly, I don't know if top four is is for them. I I'd say top four is definitely the for way them. things are going. Not only for them, but for all the other teams, like I said, that are. That are I mean, what's for the what's better. the way things going? They tied to Spurs and lost to Leicester. Leicester, that's not that's not a bad gig. That's not bad stats, no, man. Not terrible. I mean, that's tying to a great team and losing to another great team. It's right, like, but uh, that's, that's the thing. There aren't just those two great teams. There's also City. There's also United. There's also Arsenal. There's also Spurs. There's also West Ham to go up against. You know, it's not just <sighs> Chelsea and Leicester, and it's not just the Premier League that they have to worry about and, and can constantly, consistently play top-quality football with their starters every weekend. I don't think Liverpool... I don't Cup. think Liverpool are still... I think... I would say that some of the team... Lower-tier team... Lower-tier, quote-unquote, lower-tier teams, like... Um, I mean, if, I, if we really see United pick up, Okay, and by the way, I don't I don't see a victory against Burnley today as a step up. Just so we're clear, I think it's I think it's a step up <clears> in terms of what they came off of last week against Newcastle. That's fair. I'm just saying, no, if, if United not, pick up, win against, it's not a win against 2010 Barcelona, but it's a it's a win. It's a morale boost. It's a no. I'm saying a step in the. Boost. I'm not saying it's it's got if it's got to be like a Ralph Ranick step. Like big step. I don't see it as a big step. Like under other managers, they've won and lost and won and lost and won. You know what I mean? If they're consistently f- winning over the next couple of matches, like <laughs> Arsenal are doing and Tottenham are doing, then I actually see uh, United, Tottenham, and Arsenal being 
uh, competitors more for the title than Liverpool. Right now, I don't see Liverpool really doing it. Uh, what is there? They've won how many in a row? They just, yeah, tied, lost. They've had wins all before that. No, I don't think Liverpool are going to challenge for the title. I think Chelsea can still challenge for the title. Maybe Arsenal, Spurs, and United, if they really, really continue to pick up <clears throat> what they've been doing and continue it. But honestly, I just see City doing it. I don't think Liverpool are in the race. I think it's Chelsea and City. And right now, City are way ahead. Yeah, they're full steam ahead. Um, okay. You don't think so either, do you? The Liverpool are in it. Yeah. No, I, I think they're going to drop out of top four, honestly. Really? Why do you think that? I already said, you know, everybody's picking it up. Um, and they're not going to be able to hold on to the amount of competitions that they're they're going through and I don't think they're going to spend that much in terms of reinforcements you know everybody got reinforcements in the summer um, and they're going to get reinforcements again in the winter you know maybe they'll invest in one guy maybe two guys but it's not going to be enough to keep them afloat mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> but uh, Champions League group stage is over um, round of 16 comes up in February February Barcelona are out in the Europa League. That Dortmund is are out in the Europa League. Insane. Craziest things. Um, first time Barcelona's been in the Europa League since 2000. They're in um, the Europa League in 2000? Yeah. But... Uh, Did they yeah. win it at least? No. But I don't think it's it's anything to be ashamed... I mean, obviously to be ashamed of, fine. But I don't think it's anything to be too mad about. Um, you know, with the way things have gone... Oh man, what a what a team goal that would have been. Um, I don't think it's anything to be too upset about because it was it was kind of gonna have was inevitable with the way things Coleman was running was running things uh, before everything really really caved and they dropped into the Europa League. Um, I don't know how that was offside. Um, oh, hit him right in the face. But, uh, yeah, it's just going to be a, a way to build up from there. But in, in terms of the Champions League knockouts, we have a lot of a lot of mouth-watering matches coming up Ooh. in the, the round of 16. Mouth-watering. Uh, starting with Manchester City and Sporting, Sporting Lisbon. Um, <clears throat> comes out on top. City. Because they're amazing. Yeah. I think it's going to be a good. I think it's going to be a good two legs. I don't think it's. Re- I mean, I think at least one of the matches is going to be a slaughterhouse. But I think. Actually, no, I lied. I think it's going to be pretty close. Sporting aren't aren't uh, a team to be. Taken truffled with. Um. No, I don't think they're supposed to be taken lightly. I think maybe some of the city players might do that, even though Pep will advise against it because of. What this this young thirty year old coach is doing? Now. The only players on City that I could see taking them lightly are the English players. Otherwise, everybody's taking them seriously. Um, I don't see guys like De Bruyne and Gundogan and but yeah, I Silva. Think, I think City are going to come out as come out on top as well. Um, next up, let's go with Ajax Benfica. Ooh, what the first of our mouth watering matches. Um, who do I think goes through? This is my list, so I'm, I'm, I'm currently editing it as we speak, but uh, for myself, it's Ajax. 
what they've done in the, the group stage, uh, every single player is worthy of a man of the match player. Um, and they have so that far, guy, right? Sebastian Allaire. Allaire's unbelievable. Allaire, Allaire, Allaire. Um, it's just, you know, another great young Ajax side ready to take Europe by storm. Oh, man. I take it you don't know who to pick. I don't know who to pick. For the sake of argument, I'm going to go with Benfica. It's a valid pick. You know, Benfica were also unbelievable. Um, who's it? What's the guy's name? Uh, Darwin Nunez. Unbelievable from the start to finish. Um, they've been on fire in, in Portugal so far. Yeah, so there you go. Benfica, baby. It's going to be another, you know, two legs of quality football, but I think Ajax come out on top. Um, next up, Chelsea Lille. Oh, uh, Chelsea. Um, think, yeah, Lille lost steam. Uh, they've been poached a, f- a few players since they since they won oh, the league over yeah. PSG last season. <clears throat> um, uh, next up, let's get another easy one out of the way. Bayern Salzburg. Oh, Salzburg for sure. Right, one hundred percent. Fuck Bayern. Um, no, but honestly, I think that's an upset to look forward to because you know. Obviously, with City, it's different because they're playing against Sporting, but I feel like Bayern might, you know, take them pretty lightly. I mean, who was, yeah, and who was in their group? Who was in their group? Uh, Barcelona, which we don't count. Yeah, as a team because they suck. Benfica and, and, uh, who was the fourth one? Brugge? No, it was uh, Zenit. Zenit? No, was it Zenit or was it uh, Kiev? I think it was Dynamo Kiev. Um, what? Yeah, Dynamo Kiev. But uh, yeah, Dynamo not Kiev. really great teams that they played against. Um, nobody to really give them any trouble. Um, it is like a young team, uh, pretty inexperienced team. So we'll, we'll see. Uh, obviously, I think Bayern are going to go through with a lot more goals. But I think at least one of those two matches, probably the first set of the two legs, Salzburg is going to give them a hard time. Mm. Um, next up, Juve... Villarreal. Um, why Juventus so quickly? Villarreal sucks, or um, Juventus? No, Juventus has been doing great. All yeah, the ball is on fire and a half, and they up. and they're like, what is fifth place now in Syria? Yeah, they're you know they're on a nice hot streak. Um, Ooh, it's a good game, January. Paul Dybala is doing well again. Who's playing? Oh, Roma. Oh, and they're playing Napoli and then Roma back to back. Um, that'll that'll be something to look out for. But yeah, they've they've found their stride again. Allegri is trying to, you know, screw their heads back on for for post Ronaldo. I think he realizes how poor it was of a decision to buy him, in terms of affecting the rest of the squad. Mm-hmm. Um. So I think he's just mending all of that. Paul Dybala is getting his confidence back. Um, yeah, it's like um, Ronaldo sort of left Kiel Madrid, and now uh, Benzema is ridiculous again. <coughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, not to say that he wasn't ridiculous when Ronaldo was there. He was still unbelievable. Um it's funny, you look at it like that. When when Ronaldo leaves, the other players do great. And when Messi leaves, the team sucks. 
Um, well, I, I don't blame Barcelona just falling apart on Messi leaving at all. Well, no, uh, not of course an ounce not. of it. I blame it on Coleman. I mean, it was clearly there was and a lot Bartomeu. of um, you know, Bartomeu pulled the team apart since 10 years ago, but, um, you know, Komen had all the Dutch guys on his side. All the rest of them hated Komen. Um, nobody wanted to work with him. You know, I think De Jong and Depay were the only two players that posted, like, you know, sorry to see you go, we loved working with you, blah, blah, blah. That's because he's Dutch. Yeah. Um... So yeah, I, I don't blame any of that downfall on on Messi. I think if it was handled better, I think if I think if they went into it with like Xavi or, or anyone else, or if Komen knew how to coach, yeah, it would have been much different story. And I don't think they'd be in the Europa League right now. Um, but yeah, back to you saying it's it's gonna be Juventus for me in that. In the, tie, yeah, against Real in that tie. Sure. But yet again, another big match to look out to uh, look out for. Um, now let's get to the final three big ones: Inter Milan, Liverpool. Oh, uh, Inter Milan. The same here. Oh, come on, man! Argue with me. Yeah. That guy looks like an owl. Oh, he kind of does look like an owl. There he is. He just fouled McTominay. Sixteen on Burnley. He used the hip <clears throat> McTominay outside the box. Let's uh, get this out of the way so we can see Ronaldo smash one in. I don't think that's Ronaldo over there. I think that's... That's Ronaldo. Ronaldo? Yeah, of course oh, it's Ronaldo. Um, but yeah, it's going to be Inter for itself <clears throat> as well. Like I said already, it's not looking too great for Liverpool um, to compete against one of... Sorry, the best Italian team right now. Yeah. And it's not like they're in a farmer's league of Italy. They're playing like Italy is not an easy place they're to play right now. In one of, so, if not the best league right now, one of the most competitive leagues, and they did very well in the group stage, I think. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah. And Liverpool are doing great, also. Don't get me wrong; they're third in the prem, but, but yeah, it's going to be a little I slower. The match, we've all the, seen. the match, match congestion is going to get to them. Injuries, COVID. That's okay. Oh, yeah. oh, into the wall. Right. Oh, I think the guy who hit is dying. Yeah, I think Ronaldo just concussed our crops. Um, but yeah, Inter for me as well. Um, next up, Manchester United, Atletico, Atletico Madrid. Um, United. Oh. Atletico. Why Atletico? Why United? Um, like I said, at the turn of the new year, they're picking up again. Um. This is also an Atletico that's been dropping points at the New Year, so they're going in opposite directions in terms of form. Um, again, United have a lot more money to spend at their will in the winter to get reinforcements, and this isn't the first time Ronaldo has faced Atletico, and we know what he's done against them in the past, so I don't think it's going to change. Do United plan on buying anybody who is... Um who was in the uh, Champions League? Um, maybe, but it might be people that have been knocked out. So I think, I think at that point it doesn't matter. Hmm. Everything right now is rumors, aside from you know Ferran Torres. I still think Atletico. Huge. Okay. I still think Atletico. They have incredible players and incredible coach. Yeah, I don't doubt that at all. Game plan. They just got to pick it up. And I think I think that uh, I think 
an Atletico that can go back to where they were a week ago, whatever it was a month ago, doing very, very well. I think... Um, yeah, I mean, they've been pretty I shaky think, the whole season. I think that totally beats a United that has been shit. Like, yeah, straight up shit. Fair. Ralph, Ralph Rennick has a month to do some really amazing stuff. Otherwise, you're screwed against Atletico. So also Simeone. has a month. Just, yeah, but he doesn't have to change the will of the people. He has to just he has get to them back something. into it. So then what is it? Is it the quality of the players? I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what it is. I'll tell you what it is. It's not It's not as much as Ralph Rennick has to do. Of course not. But most of what Rennick has to, had to get done is done. The only thing he has to get done now is in terms of how the players are performing on the pitch, which is the main job of the coach. Okay. So Diego Simeone Simeone and Ralph Ranić have the same amount of time to do the same job right now. Okay. One of them is going to get a lot more backing financially and more reinforcements, and one of them is not. No, so I think... And is going to be working with the Simeone has much less to do than Ralph Ranić does. They ha- he has less to do because Ranić's job isn't just to be a coach. But exactly. Yes, but the things that Ron, are you listening? Ranić, I am listening. The things Ranić has to do that don't include his coaching have been done already. What do you mean have been done already? He's already brought in the coaches he's needed. He's already brought in the the medical staff and the psychologists and yeah, but the they stat have to, teams they have to, and all they have that to, that he's needed. That's all. That's they need time for that to be he's, implemented, man. He but he's he's done that. That's, that's part of the, the tactical aspect of the game. That's part of how they're going to play. It's not just going to be that obvious, but like he, he's, he's already done pretty much the heavy lifting. What? Everything's, everything just needs to be put into place at this point. There that, sounds a, like, that sounds like you need to make a cake and you went to the store and you bought eggs and flour and sugar and chocolate and whatever. And all you need and to do that's, now is that's make it. it. And, and now you're basically, you've all done you all the heavy lifting. Is, exactly. And all you need to do now is make it. Yeah, but Simeone that's, has a cake. He just has to put sprinkles on the cake. And I think... Putting no, sprinkles he, is easier than making he, a whole cake in a month. But he doesn't because they're both in the same situation. They're not both in the they're, same situation. So many points every single weekend. They've dropped points. Okay. They're United's, not the United's deep seated, rotten rooted issues <laughs> are much worse than Atletico's start to this season. Doing great, dropping a couple points. Now need to pick it up. Totally, I still wouldn't call it doing great because they weren't doing great. Oh my goodness gracious! They've been average and then below average towards the end of the first half of the season. I just banged on my foot. They're not. They're not some high quality team that Simeone just has to be like, oh, I will put you here and put you here, and then we're gonna be done. Like. No, he needs to completely reconstruct the team because, or or do something else. I don't know what. Change the mentality of the players. He has to do something to get them on the right track again because they haven't won in a handful of games. Uh, Four, to be exact. They've lost the last four games. And before that? Uh, One other game. They're eight and one. 
eight, uh, eight, five, and five. Sorry, eight, five, and five. They've lost five, drawn five, and won eight. Okay. You don't believe me? No, I believe you. They're fifth with 29 points behind Rayo Vallecano, Real Betis, Sevilla, and Madrid. Right. Right. In a significantly less competitive league. Yeah, okay. I still think they're going to beat Manchester United. That's that's fine, but, but you can't make the argument that Simeone's job is so simple because his team is falling apart. They've lost four matches in a row. That's not some, like, fluke. Oh, okay. The last game they won was in the Champions League, and before that, it was a loss. Again, in La Liga, that's five losses in a row in in the league. And their last win came against second-to-last place Cadiz. So to say that United and Atletico and Ranić and Simeone have similar jobs to get done isn't that crazy. Yeah, but... If anything, United are on a better run of form than Atletico are. <sighs> Four wins in their last five, including today. Which hasn't finished yet, but including today. So we'll see what happens, but... I think that... Look at a, a broader picture that's before fair. saying that one's gonna take it over the other. All right. right. Last but not least, certainly not least, in the Champions League, PSG, Real Madrid. Um, oy, 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 oy. Sergio Ramos <coughs> returns to Real. Uh, Messi returns to Spain. Uh, to his stadium. To, to his playground. Santiago Bernaleo. Um, <coughs> I'm, I'm taking Real. <coughs> I would. L- I'm gonna say. I know. I'm gonna say PSG. It's it's gonna be real for me because like what they've done so far as a team, and every time I've seen PSG this season and ever really, it's you know eleven individuals doing their thing, doing their job. It's not not some big cohesive team unit. I team I understand team. that I understand that, but I just think I just think they're. They're they're better. I just think they're better. On paper, individually, yeah, maybe. Yeah. Although I think I'd take Real's midfield over PSG's and their defense. Uh, they got better goalkeepers in France. They have better goal scorers in yeah, Paris, it's, and they have completely. I think it's a. They have totally capable. They have totally capable midfielders and defenders. The, I, I what's think. What's called squad list? I think. I think it's in terms of on paper quality. It's just pretty fairly matched. It's going to be, you know, tooth and nail. But at the end of the day, I think Real Madrid's team play and cohesion is going to play a big part in them coming out on top. Mm. 
Yeah, um, that's fair. That's fair, but I, I don't know. They're more cohesive, but um, they're very cohesive in La Liga. Are they very cohesive in the Champions League? Were they very good in the Champions League? They've been unbelievable in the Champions League. Aside from that one fluke, which everyone in their group had against Sheriff. Um, I have PSG. I, have, it's the, I, I, have, I have that much faith, faith in Messi. That's fair. I have we'll that much faith that in Messi. It's going to be another, again, that mouth-watering tie. Um, and I feel sorry for any of you who have to miss it for something. Yeah, that would... It's going to suck. Um, but that does it for today's episode of Let Me Talk Podcast. Thank you for joining us, and we'll see you next time. Ref, what the fuck?